Yeah, still not getting used to it. Yeah, no, that's like I, I so I, I turned his volume down. Still off putting. <laughs> For people that are listening, and I realize we didn't talk about this on the last episode. Uh, we just started out with that as well. We're using <laughs> Discord to record our podcasts, and we're using a tool called Craig, which is a free tool to record. Uh, essentially any audio from discord and when craig enters your discord it comes off as this robotic like craig is joined (laughs) it it sounds like if uh and if one of the gears of war like teammates had a robotic voice like that's what it sounds like (laughs) the what the locusts no, not even the locusts. I wanted like the gears, the actual like, like oh, the Marcus cogs. looks over. Yeah, the cogs. Yeah, that's a good. I like that. Right. Kind of makes Craig a little more okay in my book. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> he, 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 you know, he may inspire. He may inspire us. Yeah, he'll maybe we'll add him on on our podcast as well. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can mimic his voice, and that could be the intro to our podcast. <laughs> That would be great. That would be great. I really like that. Um, yeah. So, since we uh, last recorded, how how you been, Tobin? Uh, I have been okay. Uh, yeah, I've just been living life, doing things. Um, big changes coming. So, we're just trying to adapt and grow as necessary. Very cryptic. How, I like it. Yeah. Well, I, it's. it's it, it, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna use this to complain about stuff or uh, talk about things that aren't appropriate. <laughs> How about you? Uh, things are good. Um, I guess to give context, at time of recording, the uh, coronavirus has been sweeping the world, and so yeah, this has been uh, a nice getaway from having to think about that and all the things that have uh, come along with that, and <clears throat> just get your mind off of things and. It's a, it's like a nice mental health break. <laughs> it's a, it's a weird mental health break because you also have to stay inside. So that's like not yeah. leaving my house, especially for an extrovert like myself. This is mm-hmm. torture. Oh, it's, I mean, it's, it's very pressing on the people who I live with. So I'll say that. <laughs> well, you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's. There's a reason I get a whole room to myself. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm I'm I am I'm hoping that that changes or at least stuff changes. Yeah. Well, luckily with all this time, I've been able to uh I've been on this relentless quest to finish my backlog and I've gotten pretty damn close to knocking everything out. I have it- just a few games left. You said you had all of your Steam games done, right? Is that right? Not anymore, because I got Borderlands 3. <laughs> well, but, that was yeah. that was influenced by somebody who's currently grinding out Borderlands 3 and really does not want to play by himself. Yep. Also, he's handsome, so and has a great <laughs> voice. Handsome Jack, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> saw saw an old video and was inspired to relive the memories. <laughs> it's... I, uh, so uh, if anyone is still daft, uh, I'm the person who forced him to buy it. Um, <laughs> and I have had a lot of fun with Borderlands 3. I know the writing is absolute garbage, but the gameplay loop is so rewarding. 
I haven't played a lot of it, but it's very beautiful from the 20 minutes I have played so far. Well, you, you got so hooked into Destiny, I figured that like the original looter shooter would be good for you. Like I, I thought you'd like it. And I, as someone who didn't get hooked into Destiny just because of the background and the lore and stuff really uh-huh. wasn't my type of game. Yeah. No, I, it was like... But the background yeah. and lore of Borderlands is question mark question mark question mark question mark <laughs> the, the 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 satire and the kind of like oh this is stupid oh this is like over the top violence like it doesn't take itself too seriously mm-hmm. um destiny is a game that you like log in and it's like oh you're gonna change the universe also there's a thousand of you doing the <laughs> same thing and nothing's changing and i'm like okay well you're lying to me then <laughs> so with that like you have WoW is similar, right? Where everyone is doing mm-hmm. the same exact mission, but it's kind of the same principle, right? Is that like, yeah. oh, you are here to change it. And literally, there are a bunch of other you know, characters sitting next to you talking to the same NPC. Yeah. Do you, did you get that same feeling with WoW as you did with Destiny? I did, sort of. But the, so I, when I say sort of, I, I get the the comparison is one-to-one and I did get the feeling of like, Oh, I'm not that important uh-huh. uh, in wow. But the, the world and the, the kind of what's the word to say? Um, the theme, it was more up my alley of kind of mythical mm-hmm. backgroundy. If, if destiny, so if destiny two was a looter shooter, but the shooter was air up bow and arrows, I'd probably like it more. Let's I'll say that. Okay. That's right. Uh, sci-fi and fantasy, like the, the they they get paired a lot together mm-hmm. because of reasons I'm not going to go into. But like far future stuff, rarely grasps me the way uh, like medieval fantasy does, or like the equivalent of it in uh, Eastern writing, like Eastern cultures and writings, or uh, Middle Eastern cultures and writings. I don't know what those words are. So okay. No, that's legit. I I was curious on that because there are so many games that you like that are similar to others, but your reactions and your feelings towards these games are so strong. Right. The parallels between them are so similar that it's it, you would think on paper that this game should be a win, but mm-hmm. it's the opposite. So yeah, we'll we'll dive into those uh those games on other podcasts. I wanted sure. to uh Get back to the from last week. You got me a gift, the FTL. <laughs> yes, and I feel bad because I haven't got to dive into it as much as I would have liked. Uh huh. But um, first impressions. How about that? First impressions. Immediately when I was going into it, I was like, "There's a lot to like." If I want to do well in this game and be decent, there's a lot to learn about it. There's different strategies. There's different um ways that you can play the game and how you can attack the other ships. I don't know all of those. I just like, there's a lot to learn just to get going. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Ooh, and the fact that you don't really beat the game, like you can get to the final boss, but that's not, I feel like that's only part of the charm of the game and that you can play differently and you can challenge yourself in different ways. And there's just yeah. a lot to it. 
the number of ships and the the type of crew do you want to mm-hmm. use drones or do you want to use mind control do you want to are you a boarding ship versus a, a damaging ship that's the beauty of roguelikes is like how do i want to play uh I, it doesn't matter if i get to the end of the boss and win the game i can play it a completely different way and i have to learn an entirely new skill set when i press the start button yep and, and then if you screw up you get to do it all over again <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there are times where I've played FTL, like, since I bought it for you uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I've played it, and I've played it perfectly. Like, I picked up the right people, I followed the rules that the online guides have said, and I still lost. Just because, you know, I took my eyes off of it for a quarter of a second, or um, I... I I didn't use the scrap arm the way I was supposed to. I didn't hit enough uh, planets. Like that's I love that. I love that failure. And when you lose, do you feel you lose because of your skill set, or you lose because of RNG's skill set? Okay, because that makes a big difference when you're playing a game, and you know sometimes you just get the shaft end of the stick. Yeah, and, and- that's incredibly frustrating. But for like the one or the because you only did like a handful of runs Mm -hmm. when you were doing the runs, did you feel like, oh, this strategy isn't working? Yeah, for sure. Like there are definitely things that I noticed that I could improve upon. Um, Mm -hmm. It wasn't. And it's funny because as you get better, you start to realize more and more Uh, like Pokemon's one where when you play competitively and that all your characters or your Pokemon are, you know, as leveled as they can be, um, like playing Pokemon Showdown, there's still an element of, oh, wow, I uh, an attack that has 95% chance of hitting, I missed three times and I'm dead. Like, it, it's difficult for me to feel truly competitive in a game like that when there's still that element of chance. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's one of my biggest gripes with Pokemon is that there's, and I know it's supposed to be like, well, if you actually had animals or creatures or whatever you want to call them fighting one another, like, or people, whatever it is, two things, just because you're throwing out an attack doesn't mean it's going to hit realistically. Like, Mm -hmm. but it's difficult to make a game based off of chance. Yeah, I mean that's how that's why like certain competitive games kind of shine, right? Like the MOBAs, the MOBAs that say, "Oh, there's there's minuscule elements of RNG in this, and there's like maximum amount of skill in it." Yeah, there's. I mean, Overwatch is a perfect example of it. When Overwatch got stale, and for the large majority of the player base, not it's not definitely not dead, but uh, it got stale because it got so samey. Mm-hmm. And the samey was boring, so the RNG wasn't enough. But the reason why that happened is they were trying to balance it and trying to make it as skilled as possible. Yeah. Right? So I get that gripe. I get that gripe. It's also difficult with a game like Overwatch because you want to... um, Like, you have your favorite heroes. And depending on when it comes out, there's a good chance that... It's no, your hero is no longer relevant. And mm-hmm. they're like in a game like Overwatch where tiers are everything because it's how compatible you are with everyone else online. Sometimes people hate playing with you because your character no longer is relevant, but you play the game because you like the character. 
hey, you're talking to a support main. And there was a time where I was only allowed to play Mercy. <laughs> like, I get it. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, there has to be a Mercy on the team. I'm probably going to be the best. Like, just let me do that. And then, you know, oh, no, I want to play Lucio. I want to get better. No, we don't need a Lucio. No one needs a Lucio right now. Yeah. Don't play. So. And it's but funny how, like, certain roles make, like, you become not the bitch of the party, but, like, there are certain personality types that play certain roles. Oh, yeah. And so oh, yeah. it's like, well, I'm not going to change the, my character. So, like, I hope everybody else revolves around me because I'm more than okay with losing. And it's like, I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Are you a Genji right now? I think I heard you. <laughs> I heard a Genji and a Widow at the same time. See, uh, I, I like Genji, but I'm a good Genji because I don't play Genji. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I liked that sentence. Right? You're a good Genji because you don't play Genji. Beautiful. <laughs> Unless we're playing quick play, then by all means, if you're complaining about what character I'm choosing, you can eat a dick. Oh, the Genji Sombra mix-up? Oh, I remember those days. Oh, yeah. They were That's... long ago, and they were bright and shining. They could uh, come back any moment. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Uh, they got, play they got uh, hero bands. Did you see that? What? No. Speaking of Overwatch, uh, competitive hero bands, so that they pick... A certain number of heroes for a, I believe it's a week, and what? you're no one's allowed to play them on competitive or in the Overwatch League. So, oh, in the league as well. Yeah, and so like they switch, and so like every like you it tests the player skill rather than the player skill of playing a certain character. Huh. You think that like if I was a team, and if I was really getting competitive in this. I would rotate my players out, like my actual players that play on the team. And if I was playing like on PC just by myself, not in the actual league, I just wouldn't play that week. Yeah. I, I so like uh I guess you can say like pick that, but like if you're hooked on Overwatch League or Overwatch to the point where um you're you're worrying about banning heroes, you're probably not gonna drop it, right? Like that's, that's not for casual true. players. Yeah, the first uh, band heroes were Orisa, Hanzo, May, and Baptiste. So for the first, oh, it's a good sweep of them. It's not just one or two. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Uh, I thought it was just one hero, so I was like, oh, okay, like someone would just switch to the other main. And then so that leads to when they add more people, like it, it naturally balances it because some weeks certain things will be. In play, so you don't need uh, Brigitte and uh, Ryan mm -hmm. at all times, you know? Sure. Hmm. So, I, I, I like know. the fact that they're trying. I think that they're doing a way better job. If they had, if they had roll queue back when I was playing, like competitively and trying to get good at that game, I'd probably still be playing. Yeah. Well. One aspect I like of role queue is that obviously you get to play the role. Um, but boy, I hate waiting because I'll mix it up. Like I'll play, I like to play um, attack, defense is okay, and then healer. Um, Healing is a lot of fun in Overwatch because I think it's a support class where you notice the difference the greatest. Mm -hmm. Or it feels like you make the biggest amount of change. See, I feel that about so you you know my 
flex. I'm a I'm a healer tank. That's it. Um, I don't pl- you, you want me to shoot somebody? Good luck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I feel that the tanks do the, the most amount. I think the uh, supports feel it the most, but the tanks, like a good tank, you can't tell that they've made a difference, but they have made the biggest difference. Like there's such a there's such a background controlling of like the engagements and everything. Yeah. I, I think that I think that they do more unsung work that is probably core to the game. I think that's fair. Yeah. If people are following I guess the flow of the game properly and let the mm-hmm. tanks initiate and disengage combat, that would definitely be the case. I think I'm just a little salty from the last times I've played because everyone just rushes in and there's no plan and then when everyone's clearly outnumbered instead of like backing up regrouping everyone just dies and goes to their death and feed the ult and then it's just a vicious cycle of everyone getting ulted and like repeating it over and over again and i'm either on yeah i feel like i'm on one end of the spectrum where i am dominating other people or getting dominated it didn't feel like back and forth that's a that's a question of cooperation though and cooperation in online games is definitely not uh <laughs> guaranteed and <laughs> sometimes it's needed like playing in a team you, game you, <laughs> you played halo right like halo slayer yep halo slayer requires less t- cooperation than overwatch but it still that's requires you, cooperation right not it exponentially less because you have characters that have the same abilities Uh and you're not reliant upon the other characters for your success yes but you have to have a team of four people working collectively towards a goal that requires some form of cooperation your influence (laughs) and your impact on that goal is more in halo than it is in like a single player can make much more of difference. an impact, yeah, than a single yeah. player can in a team game. Like I would even say Counter Strike or LOL uh, or Dota, yeah, or Overwatch. And I I, I agree because you, like that it requires true coordination, and true coordination, when done well, is more rewarding than one player taking over. Correct. That's why we enjoy, you know, American football or rugby or name a team name sports. a team sport, name a team sport, <laughs> name it, go for it. Uh, like yeah. your goalie, like it, it's for hockey example, like your goalie has a different skill set than your like the the defenders even. Mm-hmm. And if you switch those two players out, that team is going to fall apart. Yeah. But watching them work in sync in their roles that they're best at is. Uh, it's closest that's the closest thing to art that you can see in sports. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of uh seeing things done right and things being automated. And mm. when sport teams have like the perfect player playing the perfect positions and they all just jive well, it's beautiful. In any mm. sport, I don't care what sport it is. If you play if it's basketball and you notice the way they you know, the ball movement and they're creating lanes and they're able to score like it's beautiful when everyone does their job and they do it well. And, and that's why overwatch, like the cooperation is such a huge thing is because I think they're trying to hit that mark of like, Hey, 
We need people to agree on their positions, do it well, and if they do it well, it will be it will be beautiful. Like it will be a, a fun thing to watch and an even more fun thing to play. Yeah, and that's and, where the role queue comes in, you know. Yeah, but or they didn't have that before, and they had multiple heroes at the same time. It's just it's it's oversights like that that like stunted the growth of it. And I think that even though Overwatch is still a force, it's, it, it could be the game still. Yeah, and that's someone who hates coming from someone who hates first-person shooters. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean. It, it, We'll see what happens. I mean, they're going to come out with the second one, I say, within the next two years. Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, they already announced they're working on it, so they can't be that far away. Yeah. Crossing fingers. <laughs> yeah, right. I, like, I, I'm, I'm honestly hesitant about anything that's going to come out now because, I mean, well, there's major well, delays. Well, major delays, but not only that, I think Blizzard has kind of shot themselves in the foot with the last couple releases. They released the WoW that went poorly. Diablo went poorly. Um, I, I mean, don't... Classic was okay. WoW Classic, like that. That was pretty. That was a hit for a while. Uh huh. But I mean, when Blizzard used to announce anything or they release anything, it was a smashing success. And I feel well, like they haven't had that in a while. It comes to the issues of them trying to make like profitability. And I think that Overwatch is a perfect example of this is like the loot box system, right? Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's, that's a thing that Overwatch, you can say, well, you don't need to do it, but if you want the cooler stuff, you can do it. That's great. But yeah. the, the other games that they've announced, the Diablo on handheld, the, uh, I don't know what the what was it? Diablo Eternal or whatever. It was only on the phone. It's like, oh, you completely missed your market, mm-hmm. and you're gonna do microtransactions for like health and weapons and shit like that. It's it's, it's completely missing what the spirit of the game was, and it feels like the last couple of releases have been like that. Yeah, I, I mean, knowing your audience is a very crucial part of success in a business world <laughs> and and i i don't know how you feel about them but the the microtransactions for uh diablo i i was never a diablo fan i played diablo 3 a little bit and i mm-hmm. and i'll admit that i'm not steeped in the lore or an expert by any means but the the microtransactions in overwatch were never off-putting to me but for my friends who play Diablo, the mobile game with the with microtransactions really rubbed them the wrong way. Did it rub them the wrong way because it, they felt like people were getting an advantage? No, th- it wasn't that. It was like this is you know some of the cosmetics or something. It's just like it was something so new to them. Mm-hmm. It's like so if Overwatch One didn't have any uh, loot boxes, but Overwatch Two did, yeah, that would rub me the wrong way. I'd be like, I'd be pissed as hell. Um. I don't know. Like, I guess that doesn't bother me as long as it doesn't influence the um, kind of like your chances or the competitiveness of it. Mm-hmm. When I feel this is the problem I have with pretty much all of EA is that I feel you could pay to win with the way that their loot box system is set. Um, Battlefield's a great example where you have to play and play and play to unlock different guns and different loadouts and different weapons. And if you don't have specific guns, then you're going to just get wrecked. 
because the meta is different and what they have is far superior um battle uh star wars the battlefront that was ruined by transactions oh you can't play your favorite hero because you have to unlock them but don't worry you can unlock them in game if you're willing to play you know hundreds of hours and then you know upon random drops you might be able to get the hero you're looking for i think that's bullshit they have made a lot so i'll give battlefront the battlefront team a huge kudos they made a lot of changes to that game Mm -hmm. over over time yeah and like it's so but see doing something wrong the first time and then correcting it is not is not a like it's it's not a cheerable offense like i don't want to like i'm not going to say hey man every game company should do this like no you guys missed your mark and congratulations on cleaning up your mess that's 100 percent. it's like okay we have to make this profitable we tried something it didn't work so now we have to make this work what you know what are people complaining about okay let's see if we can reel it in a little bit and so there's a great uh extra credits uh it's a it's a gaming kind of educational youtube channel and i'll I'll see if i can get the link and we can put it in the show notes or something like that Mm -hmm. with this um so people can watch it but it's an explanation of why games are so expensive now Mm -hmm. Uh, and so expensive to make or expensive to buy when you expensive expensive? to make expensive to make and that's why microtransactions and dlc kind of supplement it Mm -hmm. uh since the cost of like a triple a game your your uh spider-man uh what was it the not far from home. I'm thinking of the movie. Um, <laughs> just the yeah, one for the PS4. Yeah, I think yeah, it's just PS4. called Spider-Man. That thing, that thing is gorgeous. It took Beautiful. a ton of hours, and it took more manpower working on it and skilled manpower than you, anything you've probably lived in before, right? Like, like yep. it, it's that. No, no wonder that that was expensive. Oh wait, it was sixty dollars, and it was it's the same price mm-hmm. as Mario Party sixty four. That what? Yeah, that, that yeah, that's a. I don't mind because I'm so, um, I don't want to say adamant, but passionate about the gaming industry as a whole. I have no problem paying more money for video games so that the developers can have a better quality of life, so that the um, the industry is more healthy overall. Yeah, I'm more than okay, you know, paying upwards to a hundred dollars for a video game. If they you, were to include that content, you are in the minority. Most I know I'm in the would not. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But most people don't want to pay more for anything if they don't have to. <laughs> but there is a cost um, that these games come, and you know, people go, "Well, I don't want to." Of course, like if I could get everything for free, I would rather choose that than having to pay. But uh-huh. that's not realistic. <laughs> people go, "I hate loot boxes. I hate all these other things." Well, then pay more. The way to solve that is to pay more for a game up front. But mm-hmm. people won't do that. So they're forced to do that. And that's the consumers conundrum. are the one forcing that. Sorry, go ahead. It's the conundrum that we're in. And mm-hmm. I, the, there's a very easy solution, which we talked about a little bit last time, is the, the scale of games, um, uh-huh. just indie games. Yep. You're not going to make a game for everybody, but you're going to make a game for, you know, five percent of the gaming population which is more than enough to keep you and your team of four people fed yeah yeah and i mean independently you are very far away 
Oh, sorry. Um, depending on the game, it can um, it could blow up too to where you know a game you thought would only apply to a couple people ends up applying to a ton of people. Untitled Goose Game. Oh yes, perfect example. <laughs> perfect that example. Is per- that is a perfect example. Yeah, it's uh, and, and I think that really, without games like that, we wouldn't get AAA titles that are successful mm-hmm. because they show elements of gaming that people are excited about, and AAA games aren't willing or able to get the funding that they need to take a risk on something like that. Yep. And, and so, yeah, you, you kind of got to get your fix somewhere else. I hate, and I, I, I guess I should say I hate it just because I play more indie games or like weird games than I do AAA games. But <laughs> I understand that the companies who make FIFA and Madden and Modern Warfare, like those they, they employ great game designers. They got to keep the lights on. I understand. Well, if you think about it, it's like the people that invest, like give money to the companies to make games are in it for one reason, and that's to make money. Mm-hmm. Why would they stop the formula that has been working for years? Yeah, I just don't. I, I, I have issues with uh, DLC more than microtransactions to be honest i think that if you want if you you want to buy as a giant microtransaction (laughs) i can i guess i can i should i'll I'll, I'll take that view but i don't like how like even ever since skyrim i think skyrim was not skyrim oblivion was the big first one that i i bought a dlc for a game Uh uh-huh uh the shiver shivering isles and i bought it and i was like man this is great why didn't they just save this for the next game? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, and I, I played through it and I played through it multiple times and I loved it every single time. And every single time I got to the end of it, I was like, man, they should have just released a second game with this content and then a little bit more. And I would have yeah. been happy. But yeah. I, you know, I'm not a designer. Also, I got to use my character in that adventure, which is cool. So. <laughs> so overall are you i mean it sounds like you're torn on it because it sounds like you had a great experience with it yeah but i think that it should be another game like the majora's mask is a perfect uh, i think a better example of this if majora's Mm -hmm. mask came out uh now like ocarina of time and majora's mask majora's mask would be a dlc yeah and you would go off on the separate quests and you would do this this thing with all of the same assets and all of the and taking a, a quarter of the time to make and you'd use the same character with the same combat mechanics and it would be fine and it yeah. would just add on to this game i it's just i like the idea of separate games i don't know i don't know what it is is it hmm i'm trying to so think think of, because... think of your favorite dlc right now what is your favorite dlc in any game that you've ever played. Yeah, I'm thinking of DLCs. Like, I'm thinking of Fallout specifically, but I uh-huh. enjoy the fact that my character, like, I, I come at it from a couple different perspectives. The first one is the business aspect in that depending on the time it takes to develop the, mm-hmm. the next game, that you have to have something to keep the lights on. So when you're 
paying for the DLC, that's a lot of income coming in so that they can, you know, make progress towards the other video game. If they were to wait, that's a long time without any money coming in. So from a business perspective, I can appreciate the fact that um, you, you have to kind of release things to keep making money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy, from the player's perspective, like with Fallout, where it's like, oh, I can bring my character into this. There's more. I don't feel my journey with this character is complete, and I get to um, continue on with that. Because sometimes I'll play a brand new game, and I'm like, oh, man, like, I have to... And it depends on the game. Certain games, I'm like, oh, awesome, I get to start from scratch, and I get to, um, you know, rebuild everything, because the gameplay is different. Um, And that's what I want. It's like, okay, things are not drastically different, but things are different enough to where it's exciting again to craft and develop instead of something that you spent hundreds of hours on. Like Destiny's one where uh, I got all the DLC for the first one, and I've played all the DLC so far for the second one. And with the first one, after I got done playing it and Destiny 2 came out, I was bummed by the fact that I wasn't able to carry over something that I sunk so much time and effort into. Hmm. See, but it's I, the I, same I, game. I think that <laughs> it's the same game. Uh, I think that that's a failing on the original game's account, though, right? You should feel that your your adventure or your story is complete with that with the completion of one game, and mm-hmm. then the DLC should be a second game that you're going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, the um, continuing on your character is the. I think Borderlands is a pretty good example of this. I've for everyone's knowledge i've bought all the dlc for borderlands except for borderlands 3 um and i've played through almost all of it i think i have one on uh pre-sequel that i didn't finish uh and i didn't like that i like it it got kind of got boring like i i was going through all of the stuff at the highest level and oh i'm gonna do the same thing i'm gonna farm these things for legendaries or find these bosses for legendaries with this character I use. Okay, well, I got these legendary guns. Now what I'm going to go do? Go through the next DLC. I'm like, okay, that's why don't you just make a new game? Yeah. And I would, I like, I, the, the four DLC for BL2 should be its own game. Like, that's, that's, they're, they're a little separate and crazy and all off the wall, but they're still the same characters, the same assets, the, the uh, this the start over could be the exact same. You just need a loose plot thread, and you'd you'd have a good complete game. Yeah. So, and don't say that they had to keep the lights on because it took seven years from uh, <laughs> pre sequel to BL three. So, who's the main developer on that? Two K. But they have a lot of other games to funnel, right? And shift. Yeah, I mean, Two K's big money makers. What Two K basketball and. Actually, I have no idea. (laughs) Like from like, I know Borderlands is one of their biggest money makers, but I don't know what the biggest. Um, and the same argument can be made for um Bethesda. Like, Fallout's not their only game; they make other games too. Um, Bungie is pretty all in on Destiny. (laughs) Well, Bungie Bungie has the take of like, I'm gonna pick one game and I'm gonna do it properly. And I think even though I don't like Destiny, they did it properly. Like it's part well, it's I a have my highly drives. polished games. It's a highly polished game that keeps people coming back. That has a good gameplay loop. Yeah, the it takes itself a little seriously for me. 
Uh, 2K has on their website um, the biggest games that they have are 2K20, the basketball game, NBA 2K20, mm-hmm. Borderlands, WWE, Civilization, Civilization 6, which is co-produced by Fraxis, uh, and the Golf Club 2019. Huh. So, so I don't know how many two, games that they actually make. 2K is a good moneymaker. Yeah. Oh, I think 2K owns Fraxis, and that's why. So they have, yeah, they have like XCOM and uh, Battleborn. Oh, I remember that game. Shame. I gotta, I gotta go back to Destiny because there are <laughs> definitely things that they got wrong. But the uh-huh. thing I respect about them is that they are very interactive with the community, and they do their best to try and correct the wrongs. So in the first one, the story was non-existent um, in terms of the game giving you the story like there's a uh-huh. large universe and there's a lot of lore there but if you want it you have to search it out and after playing halo um you know bungie's kind of set the expectation for me that they would kind of give me a story through cutscenes and just playing the game mm-hmm. that didn't happen in destiny um and then kind of some of the end game stuff um for a while was lackluster but they listened to the community and the raids got really good and they started building up all this momentum and by the end of destiny one they had a really good game so when destiny two came out um i figured they would just pick up where they left off from destiny one and then they decided to like shoot themselves in the face and not (laughs) do all the things that's the same thing with battlefront that we were just talking about and to a lesser extent civilization Civilization Five was perfect, and I will I'll defend this. It's the best hexagonal strategy game. Uh, after its two expand or its three expansion packs, and then I was like, okay, cool. So they're going to learn from this, and they're going to have their next their next game, Civ Beyond Earth or Civ Six, whichever you like in the series. Uh, and it's going to come out with all of these features that people clearly liked and they thought about and they kept. Nope. Got rid of all of it. Started with base. Didn't didn't add anything. Didn't think to uh, curb, like nerf certain units that have already been problems in the series or uh, overpowering certain aspects like social culture versus like faith. And it's it's just it's not learning a lesson. I'll say that. Yeah, it's it's frustrating because you. It's not like a lesson that's hidden. It's something mm-hmm. that has been made painfully obvious by many people in your community. And it shows yeah, so a lack of listening. How well are they listening to the community if they don't do it until the community asks, right? Well, and it goes back to what we were talking about with Battlefront, where it's, or was it Battlefront? Where the, eventually they're like, okay, we gotta, we gotta make these changes yeah. because uh, we couldn't get away with it. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I go, well, maybe they had these changes because they were planning something later. You know, try to give them the benefit of the doubt that maybe it would have made sense in a future DLC that, you know, these things would incorporate well together or they had bigger plans or designs for this. And that's, maybe, maybe not. Maybe they, maybe they made a half, uh, a half made game and oh. we're just trying to upsell you. Yeah. How do you feel about um like every game that gets released now within a week or two there's generally a pretty big patch that comes out to fix the issues on it what what are your Uh, thoughts on that uh man i'm neutral can i be neutral 
Uh, I mean, you can't I like, be. You typically aren't. I'm not, I know. I know. I'm typically not. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of sad by that, to be honest. So, so I have strong opinions in both areas, and it neutrals it out. So I hate that they have a patch ready to go. Um, that they're going to remove fun glitches that the game could actually benefit from, or in, like players can enjoy, or uh, speedrunners could could use. Um, but I also like the fact that we they have the ability to patch certain things and add in uh, cool day one content. Since you have the game on day one, you get a crazy hat. Like that's a cool thing. Yeah, I like that. I really mm-hmm. like that. But since I hate the fact that you're taking out the glitch that was going to allow me to jump on certain like you know four or five boxes in late in the game, that your playtesters found out a little too late before you shipped off the official ISO. Like yeah. Boo! <laughs> so I, so I, I, I have neutral opinions because I have strong opinions both ways. I per- enjoy it as a consumer, and I hate it as a uh, um, game f- fan. Aww. critic. I'm not a critic, but you know, fan. Sure. Yeah. The I don't know. Like to me, it, it seems I, I don't like when people do something half-assed or kind of left the job unfinished and i know there's Mm -hmm. a certain point that you need to be done because otherwise it's like well what if we add this feature into the game what if we do this what if we do that like i think you can be death by perfection and you have to get it out but there are times where i feel like that's not the case and i'm like what the like they barely got this working at all like this game is so buggy i glitch out like this is not a proper product until a couple weeks later when they release the patches and you get all the crunch time from the devs that you know have spent all this time already and then they're being forced to do even more yeah it's barely functioning and they released it and now they're so they're going to throw up this patch that's going to fix it but it's still even with the patch it's still iffy i'm like you can tell that i i kind of felt that with fallout 76 mm-hmm was that was one of the ones that I was I played for like 15 minutes. I was like, nope, not going to play this game ever. Yeah. Despite me having neutral opinions towards Fallout 3 and 4 and New Vegas. Mm. So how long does it take you to get into a game to where you're sitting there and you go, oh, I I can dig this game like I'm I'm all in. I'm going to invest as many hours as it takes to beat it. Or you're like, eh, like I might play this and if I have absolutely nothing else to play or no, I'm never going to touch this again. Like what is, what what are your thought processes? I think actually I may have a really good system to answer that. Um, I'm going to go to my steam real quick and I'm (laughs) going to see how many hours I have on certain uh, games. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a good way to do that. Um, I think that, I think that it can't be more. Oh, Thomas was alone is so good though. <laughs> and I only played that for five hours. Um, I think that the big cutoff is there. I think there's multiple cutoffs. I'll say that mm-hmm. the cutoff to say, I'm going to finish this game is about two hours. If I play for two hours, I'm going to beat it or do all of the missions or uh, be decent at it. Mm-hmm. Um, the cutoff for 50 hours, which yeah, that starts to get into games I love, but I'm not masters at. I think yeah, 
Street Fighter, uh, DBZ, um, some of the older civilizations, and Rainbow Six Siege kind of fall into there of like, oh yeah, I love these games. I enjoy them. I'm just not great at them, but I'm going to, I'll play them. I, they're all still all downloaded. And then you have the over 500s, which are Borderlands 2. Now, that, <laughs> one's, that one's still in here. Holy crap. Uh, Civ, Civ, or Civ 5, Stardew Valley. Yeah. Uh, and Darkest Dungeon, City Skylines. And oh, look. Well, that's not on here, but Super Smash Brothers Melee. <laughs> like, I there they there are different cutoffs, and I think that the the two hour, fifty hour, and then five hundred hour is the yeah. pick. How about you? How how do you know that you're going to do it? Is it just like oh, I purchased this game and I have to finish it because I know you've been going through the backlog? Pretty much, if someone gifts me a game or I buy a game, uh, I have a hard time being like not not playing it to completion or at least i'm like satisfied with it um i do a lot i wouldn't say i do a lot of research beforehand but i definitely look pretty extensively into a game to see if i like the mechanics if they're like i i kind of know what i like (laughs) so i i do a pretty good job of weeding out the games i i don't see myself playing to the end because there's just Mm. so much content out there that I feel my time is pretty valuable and finding what's worth my time is, you know, it's like, all right, I don't have a lot of time to play this. So, or play a game, it better be damn good. So what am I in the mood for? What am I looking for? Mm -hmm. But I I think that loans itself to the type of games that we play. Mm -hmm. So I have a smattering of roguelikes in here that I've played less than two hours on. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I like those types of games, but you know some of them don't hit me the same way that Slay the Spire did. Um, sure. But you, you like your you, you like your story driven games where it's like, well, I'm gonna f- I bought this game, I'm gonna finish it. Yeah, I have no problem buying. What is this? The do 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 do. Uh, Binding of Isaac. I know Binding of Isaac is good and it's fun, but I played it and I was like, well, you know, it's not for me. Yeah. I I will say one nice thing about our friendship Mm -hmm. on here is that there are are a lot of games I wouldn't have played previously. Yeah. Um, If you weren't like, oh, I'm just going to buy this for you and you have no choice to play it now. Or (laughs) I I want you to play this game. Like, we're just, I'll just, you know, chill at your place and we're just going to play it. You're just going to play this game. Here you go. Oh, I'm, I'm in it now. Okay, cool. Well, I, I like, like we said in the last podcast, I don't mind being a dealer for video games. I like having, getting people into something I love and sharing what I experience with it. Yeah, it's, it's nice. I hope, I don't know if I've shown you any game or I don't think I've shown you anything that you've really gotten addicted to. Um, hmm. I mean, no, not really. I can't think so. Like there are things that come up that we're both mutually into. Yeah. Like my hero academia, like didn't take a lot to get like, we're just both naturally drawn to that. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a shonen boy. Yeah. Um, I think that I, I think, I can't the, think of any game. 
No, I can't think of any game either. The only but one you... I can think of is maybe Ori, if you ever pick it, pick it up. I'm I'm excited to play Ori because some you said it's kind of a Metroidvania, and I'm I would like to try it. It's, I've heard good things, but it's the thing is you've introduced me to other things that I've really liked. I I've never read comic books before I met you. Uh, oh, and that's I've, true. I've I read comic books. I want to say regularly, but I have a couple series I follow, and I I I do that and movies are a complete loss like I'm, I'm, i don't care about movies i don't watch any of them but i still make sure i keep up with uh certain ones to keep like to, to talk to you about uh, i watched all studio ghibli since i've met you and uh oh yeah those are good. i i've i've i kept keep up on the marvel universe even though i would i'm sort of invested in the marvel universe i'd, I'd say I'd, i'm more because i know that it, i enjoy speaking to you about it yeah they're like for each of these like universes or kind of media things, like once you find they're so big and vast that there's going to be a certain aspect that's going to apply to you and it, yeah. it's, it's going to be minimal or it's going to hit you head on. And once, you know, you get that itch, <laughs> it's game Don't over. It. Yeah. yeah. And that's what like, the Marvel comics, I've gone back and forth. Like, I have a hard time reading some of the older comics. Like, people go, oh, the Silver Age, the Gold Age, all the, the different ages of comics. There, there's certain comic, like, story arcs in there where I read through, and I'm like, oh, this is really good. But, man, I think some of the best times for comic are now, which we can do a separate podcast on that. But um, there's just so much out there, and there are so many different writers and so many different um, point of views that it it's going to get you one way or the other. And yeah, it's just a matter of exposing yourself to those things to be like, Oh, okay. Like I finally found it. And once you find something you're passionate about or you can connect with, man, it's awesome to just get lost in something completely. Well, it's so vast that it's intimidating because like you said, you have to just find the corner that you like Mm -hmm. and you'll be okay. But sometimes when I think video games is another perfect example of this is, there's you have a preset idea of what comic books are like i would never go out of my way to read a captain america comic book despite captain america being okay cool you know fine Mm -hmm. or i I wouldn't i couldn't see myself picking up a spawn comic book out of the out of just my interests yeah but i know it's good so like if, if i go in thinking that oh it's just spawn comics or captain america those are the two flavors i can pick i'm never gonna go through this i'm never gonna go find the thing i like just yeah. like if you don't like first person shooters or if you don't like uh, farming simulators, like those are the two versions of video games. Well, if you don't know that there's an exponential amount of more choices than that, it becomes intimidating and it scares people off. Sure. Yeah. And I don't know, we could do a whole nother podcast on that. Maybe we should. Is in regards to uh, like understanding each, I wouldn't say community, but kind of each um i guess you could say community or whatever interest it is and how easy it is to get involved and how people are because there's like league of legends is so toxic that i played like five games and i was like i'm done i'm never playing this again (laughs) it's so toxic that it's inspiring okay i i have it downloaded on my computer i'm not good at it and i will sometimes go in there and i was just 
just just take the just take the hate and i'll be like yep all right i'm i played my one game now i can go into the world and be like now i'm actually i remember that i'm a positive person that's how bad it is and i love it i'll i'll play a game and i have i haven't picked it up in years but i I remember getting in there and going okay like hey i'm just trying to learn and then in the chat's like have you ever played this before you suck blah, blah i'm like you must be terrible to be matched with me. <laughs> yeah, like you're like I, this is literally my first game. This is not good for you. Yeah, I was um, like, you seem like you know a lot, but are able to do very little. So I, I would actually love to do another podcast on the other types of media and the communities behind them and what the out what an outsider thinks of them. Uh, yeah, that's a thing for another time. Yeah, uh, for today. <sighs> 100%. I think that we should play a new game that I have. What game up. is this? It is called Rate That Pokemon. Since we know we're both Pokemon fans, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go through the rules with you. We are going to random number generator, as millennials do, uh, <laughs> a Pokemon. And so one through 890 of this time speaking. So, and then we'll look at the Pokemon. We'll judge it very viciously through all of the hatred. We're not going to do the lines. Like, don't think of the lines before or after it. Uh, and we can kind of discuss about what you think of it as a, from a design and a consumer standpoint. Okay. Yeah. Does that, that sound something interesting to you? Yeah, I'm in. Um, yeah, let's do, let's get a couple of these guys. Okay, so I have the first one. It is Pokemon 729. 729. Um, what if I, I just have, named it off, off the bat? Dude, if you do that, I will give you... I'll, I'll buy you a six-pack. I'll, I'll, I'll venue you a six-pack. If, if it was the first 150, I might be able to, but I already looked it up. And what is the 729th Pokemon? Uh, I don't know how you say this. Brioni? Brion? Brion. Oh, cool. It's a seal. It is a yeah. seal. It is a... Um, ooh. I'm... Ah, oh, this is something I, I want to talk about. So, for... It's actually the middle evolution of one of the uh, starter Pokemon. <laughs> oh, it's a teenager. Oh, it's the, it's the preteen. It's the preteen Pokemon, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. for Pip, uh, Poplio. Yep. yep. So, okay. I feel that the... Like, the Pokemon that gets the most hate is the middle evolution for all the starters. Rightfully so. <laughs> rightfully, rightfully so. Name and a good middle evolution besides Quilava. All right. Nidorino and Nidoran. I, I really like the middle evolutions for both of those. Mm-hmm. I Other think than that, this one is suffering from preteen Pokemon syndrome. <laughs> but it's like, God, it, it feels like a. I, I like the idea of every Pokemon being kind of special or being its own. And the middle Pokemon, it, it doesn't like the the first stage of evolution is cute. It's the baby form. You're like, oh, I really like this. And then the final evolution is it's like, oh, you know, it's a badass. And the middle one, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it looks kind of funky. It's like, well, yeah, it does. It's supposed to because it's growing. It's going to yeah. change you. Let he who has passed through puberty cast the first stone. All right. <laughs> it's like I I respect that aspect of it, but I feel like in terms of 
a lot of the design i'm like ah, like i see why they they made him like this to somewhat is, get to the final evolution he and i say he because he's 87 percent male um for everyone uh is definitely i think he's a little too busy the multiple two twos i guess would be the the yeah. thing the clown nose oh the, we should we should go what we're rating it off of like so right now we're looking at just the character design right yeah the way yeah. it looks um yeah I'm, i think I, I think it's too busy i think that even if for a middle pokemon it looks very uh it looks very bad. I, I don't like the ears. Just, I, I think that it doesn't need as many tutus as it does, and the the red nose doesn't need to be a ball. I get what it's going for because I know what it's going to evolve into, and I know what it comes from. I'm, but I don't I'm okay it, with the ball because it has the ball in every stage of evolution, so it's consistent. Mm-hmm. So I like that mm-hmm. aspect of it. But um, what about its ears things, man? Those that's what I was saying. Are... I don't like the ears. Yeah. I don't I understand. It's trying to separate it out. It's based on what, like a seal, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Rather yeah, than 100% like a sea it's based lion, off a seal. Yeah. Um, I don't. It, the coloring's good. It looks coloring. like a water Pokemon. Yeah, I'm okay with the coloring. Um, the tail and the like, the flippers are. I'm I'm okay with that too. I think it's just the tutus that that throw it off. I think they could have. I think they could have done like the spikes on the final evolution. Yeah. I think that's how they could have integrated this to the end there. Has a two, two as well. So if you look at the next evolution, which yeah. mm, I don't know, because now it makes sense why it has so many of the two, two things there because it grows into its body. Yeah. I think I'm they could have made it a little Brion, uh, uh, all by itself little busy it's a little busy yeah this, and I, I i think that there are pokemon that look good when they look a little busy and i don't think that this is one that does i think it detracts from what it is especially as a, a starter it's supposed to be like your go-to yeah i would look I, I wouldn't want this to be my go-to and i'm a huge fan of fairy type pokemon and this thing involves <laughs> a fairy type pokemon so <laughs> Yeah, this one is. I don't know. What are we doing the scale on? I think we should make our own scales. Um, one disappointed father face out of five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't like to give it a number. I'm going to give it a, a, a kind of word. Uh, a, a, a busy. Busy is what is my rating. If you like busy Pokemon, this is your Pokemon. I think it's indecisive. Indecisive? Do you like, are you going to use words as well? Indecisive? Yeah. All right. That sounds, sounds, sounds good. You want to do another one? Yeah, let's do, let's do three. All right. Here is the second one. I think you actually have a chance to uh, guess this and I'm going to look it up before I get it. Twelve. Oh God, uh, Butterfree. No, is it Pidgeot or Butterfree? Butterfree. Good there it is. job. <laughs> bonus points. Bonus points. Um, 
Okay, so going back to Butterfree, try to take off your nostalgia glasses because I know that's difficult for some people. Uh, I think that's part of the lure of Pokemon. It's it's not though. You should you should judge every Pokemon as you just saw it. You just you just stumbled upon a Butterfree walking through the, the tall grass. Does it look good? Are we? Is it purely off of looks? Because I know like the abilities are. I think I, I think the abilities are fine. I think on the last one, the the I don't care what the abilities are because the looks are so bad. <laughs> uh, we like. It, I'm sorry. I think that I, I I think that Butterfree may be a little different just because he's a butterfly or she because yeah. it's a fifty fifty. Yeah. Uh, and I think that like. It's it's not bad looking. It's a I, butterfly. I like the the big buggy eyes. It's a bug, big eyes like <laughs> it's, that. It's a it's a bug. Yes, yes, it yep. is. I I like the the tiny hands. I'm I'm a big uh-huh. sucker for that. The the inefficient holders. Yes. Yeah. The uh the two little teeth. Huge. Actually, huge fan of does that. it for me. Does it does it for me? I like that. I like that. Yeah. The um, wings could be cooler. Uh, the the kind of white and black, just straight line. Simple. the The last one you said was too busy. This one is the definition of it. It gets the there job. Are, but they're they're like so Venomoth or uh, Worm Dam. Venomoth too much. With, there were. <laughs> <laughs> it's there a lot are, of dull. There there are uh, Pokemon with wings with designs on them that nail it. And I wouldn't say Butterfly doesn't have a design. I just don't think that it's design. Like you could have had a, like like you could have had a nice eye on there or like I I like a, the design. A purple a purple lines purple lines instead of the or like a single purple uh, scale. I think that that would worked really good. I I like the symmetry between it. I like that it's very reminiscent of a butterfly, and it looks because it's a butterfly. Yep, exactly. And I think it does a good job of pulling from the inspiration of uh, what it's based off of. Where Brion, I don't know what the fuck it was pulling inspiration from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you're like you're like I guess you're a seal, right? Like sure. Yeah. Like uh, this one, you're like oh, it's a uh, it's a butterfly. It's a butterfly. <laughs> I, I like the typing, bug flying. Yeah, it, it, it looks good good with it. Uh, what what are its abilities? I'm not a huge ability nerd. Um, the the only thing I can remember with it is that it had like, uh, it could paralyze, it could sleep, it could poison, it could do like all these different, um, not. I like compound eyes. Compound eyes is a cool ab- ability. Ability. Well, it has all of the bug move or not bug moves. Uh, like poison powder, uh, sleep powder, paralyzed powder. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was talking about. The powders. Mm-hmm. You know, that Butterfree sleep- is Psybeam. Psybeam se- catches me off guard. All right. Butterfree is seventy pounds. That's a big butterfly. That is a big butterfly. Three feet, seven pound or seventy pounds. You imagine that thing just flapping next to you. That'd be fucking terrifying. Oh my god, get the, the uh, like, uh. yeah, those hands, those little hands you just said, not that little, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I give it, I get, I give it 70 pounds. That's my review of it. No. <laughs> uh, I think that 
I don't know. He's, he's a flying type, and I like flying types, but. I give it four out of five butterflies. <laughs> four out of five, five butterflies. Four out of five fly butterflies. Yeah. Got it. Perfect. Uh, uh, I think uh, my rating is uh, needs cooler wings. <laughs> uh, so, no, wait, seventy-five, seventy pounds of needs cooler wings. Seventy loves of needs cooler wings. Awesome. All right, one more, and then wait, I think call, call you don't like the. Fun. What about the color of the body and the hands? Fan? Not a fan. Uh, I think that due to its line. Meta, uh, like I know we're not supposed to judge it off the line. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's un- I don't like it that much, but it's alone really does work. The the blue and the purple kind of the cooler colors with the red. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. Dress. I like. Yeah, I do like that. And its legs. It's, it's it has like, it has Kirby legs, which yeah, huge fan. They're just feet. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like that. I like that. This is it's cool. It's, cool. It, it's simple, and, and it matches the simplicity of the wings and everything else. Yeah. All right, let's okay. see another one. <laughs> All right, last one. Uh, bonus points if you can get it. All right. Six eighty one. I don't. I don't know which one six eighty one no, is. No idea. It's oh, gonna pop okay. out as like one of the better ones. I bet. Yeah, I don't know how you say it's, its name. Aggie slash a Aggie slash Aggie slash Aggie slash yeah oh yeah. this is the one that you can change from defense mode to uh, attack mode attack mode yeah so in terms yeah. of ability I think that's super cool that uh, it's the typings a sword and a shield right up your alley yeah the typings right up your alley too uh ghost steel uh, yeah yeah pretty fucking it's, cool I, I like I like I don't know if it's Celtic or Nordic but like the uh, symbols on the shield, I think, mm-hmm. are really cool. He's 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 pretty. I, he's pretty cool. I think the colors really nice. The the purple's a good touch. I, the I purple the little purple. I think it's because of Gengar. I associate purple with Ghost and Pokemon. I think that Pokemon most Ghost Pokemon would be fine to be purple. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think that the ability of changing from attack to defense is really cool. You don't think the uh, fact that it's a sword I, and a shield, <laughs> and it can okay. attack or defend. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't like. Here, there's a better way to phrase this. I don't like that it can change. I think that like so if you evolve a du- a dub blade with a uh, higher defense than offensive stat, I think it should be a def- like the shield with uh-huh. a shield form. And I think that if it has a higher attack than a def- defense. It should be the sword. So it gives kind of variety to this Pokemon. But mm-hmm. I know that's not how it works in reality, and I'm just being a grump. Sounds like a two disappointed Tobins out of five disappointed Tobins. It, 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 sounds, it, it sounds like a you can't be a sword and a shield pick one out of yeah. Tobin. All right. Yeah. Uh, he's, I, he's, 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 he's cool. I like his typing. The, the, his abilities are pretty solid. The, one of the things about Pokemon where I look at, I'm like, how does the anatomy of this Pokemon work? I mean, it's imaginary. <laughs> like the, other, the other one <laughs> had a mouth, and it's, you know, it's like, ghosts. It doesn't. It doesn't need to eat. Yeah. When like it doesn't need to eat because it's already technically dead. And it's steel. What? What's what? When was the last time I, you saw a foundation of a house chewing on a, uh, a rabbit or something? 
I do feel better about that. I like your reasoning yeah. for it. I, you, you know, you shouldn't feel good about stance change because it's BS and it's dumb. I'm, I'm fine with a sword acting like a sword, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna switch it up to being defense. I'm gonna use the shield." Mm-hmm. But he's like, "I can't be both at once." I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Hey, I'm glad you're okay with it. That makes one of us. <laughs> I give it. Oh God! What do you get? What do you get? What do you give it? I'm gonna have to make think up, again. I'm giving it a make up your mind. <laughs> the indecisiveness. Make up your mind. Out of five. There you go. That's beautiful. How about you? <laughs> I give it. Hmm. I I like the. Hmm. I think I'm gonna give it a. Uh, be unique out of uh out of four be unique out of four yeah got it, got it. B as in just be e unique or b-e-e like do you like bees is that what you're talking about just, just one e just one e all right so yeah well, i think you really nailed that one yep <laughs> put a lot of thought and effort into it <laughs> be unique uh, Aggie slash. Okay. All well, right. Well, I think that'll do it for this week's of the Pandemonium podcast. <laughs> is there? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to to add before we part ways and come back again in the next episode? Oh yeah, I mean, I want to give a little bit of homework. I want everyone who's listening to this to call do their family. <laughs> uh, you know, let them know that you love them or don't love them if you don't like your family um just come in with a random hate call (laughs) whoever you consider your family that's important to you just let them know this is a scary uncertain time and one way to get through it is to be supportive and show that we care yeah i like that i think that's it oh and play animal crossing everyone oh yeah hopefully well yeah we'll get into this next time but you did yours digitally and i did mine physically and it looks like you're going to be able to play before I do, so... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have an entire town set up. Oh, this is going to be great. Yeah, but... Yeah, um, yeah, stay safe out there. It's not fun being cooped up. I'm... I feel like I, I can talk on that. <laughs> I'm a very big people person, but... You know, it's... You, if you're young and you're able to handle these things, there are a lot of people who aren't as fortunate and they cannot so out of the respect of other people try and limit your socialization and your contact with others to as need but um yeah stay safe and we'll, we'll figure it out hands man oh my god <laughs> wash them hands all right cool well thanks everybody and we'll talk to you soon later thank you